Good morning and welcome on Sunday the 13th of September as we continue to travel through Church Wigan's daily reflections in this season of creation. My name is Reverend Rachel Sheehan and I am the Associate Hub Leader of the Parish of Wigan Northwest, and I will be bringing our reflection today. My prayer for you today is that wherever you may be, whatever you may be doing, you may know the Lord be with you. We have two readings today. The first is taken from Leviticus chapter 25, reading verses 8 to 13. And you shall count seven Sabbaths of years for yourself, seven times seven years. And the time of the seventh Sabbath of years shall be to you forty-nine years. Then you shall cause the trumpet of the Jubilee to sound on the tenth day of the seventh month. On the day of atonement you shall make the trumpet to sound throughout all your land. And you shall consecrate the fiftieth year and proclaim liberty throughout all of the land to all its inhabitants. It shall be a jubilee for you, and each of you shall return to his possession, and each of you shall return to his family. That fiftieth year shall be a jubilee to you. In it you shall neither sow nor reap what grows of its own accord, nor gather the grapes of your intended vine. For it is the year of jubilee, It shall be holy to you. You shall eat its produce from the field. In the year of Jubilee, each of you shall return to his possession. Our second reading today is taken from Deuteronomy chapter 15, reading from verses 1 to 18. At the end of every seven years, you must cancel debts. This is how it is to be done. Every creditor shall cancel any loan they have made to a fellow Israelite. They shall not require payment from anyone among their own people, because the Lord's time for cancelling debts has been proclaimed. You may require payment from a foreigner, but you must cancel any debt from your fellow Israelite that they owe you. However, there need be no poor among you, For in the land of the Lord your God is giving you to possess as your inheritance, he will richly bless you, if only you fully obeyed the Lord your God, and be careful to follow all these commandments I am giving you today. For the Lord your God will bless you as he has promised, and you will lend to many nations, but will borrow from none. You will rule over many nations but none will rule over you. If anyone is poor among you, your fellow Israelites in any of the towns of the land the Lord your God is giving you, do not be hard-hearted or tight-fisted towards them. Rather, be open-handed and freely lend them whatever they need. Be careful not to harbour this wicked thought. The seventh year, the year for cancelling debts, is near so that you do not show ill will towards the needy among your fellow Israelites and give them nothing. They may then appeal to the Lord against you, and you will be found guilty of sin. Give generously to them, and do so without grudging hearts. 
Then, because of this, the Lord your God will bless you in all your work and in everything you put your hand to. There will always be poor people in the land. Therefore, I command you to be open-handed towards your fellow Israelites who are poor and needy in your land. If any of your people, Hebrew men or women, sell themselves to you and serve you six years, in the seventh year you must let them go free. And when you release them, do not send them away empty-handed. Supply them liberally from your flock, your threshing floor and your wine press. Give to them as the Lord your God has blessed you. Remember that you were slaves in Egypt and the Lord your God redeemed you. That is why I give you this commandment today. But if your servant says to you, I do not want to leave you, because he loves you and your family and is well off with you, then take an awl and push it through his earlobe into the door, and he will become your servant for life. Do the same for your female servant. Do not consider it a hardship to set your servant free, because their services to you these six years have been worth twice as much as that of hired hand. And the Lord your God will bless you in everything you do. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. When I read this passage in preparation for this reflection earlier this week, I could not help but chuckle to myself. Some of you may or may not know that over the past few months, I have been coordinating the food ministry across Church Wigan. Alongside a fantastic team of volunteers, we have been showing God's love in action by physically feeding over 500 of the most vulnerable members of our communities across our town. Then I get to the reading this week. Verse 7 and 8 of our Deuteronomy reading says, If anyone is poor among your fellow Israelites in any of the towns of the land the Lord your God is giving you, do not be hard-hearted or tight-fisted towards them. Rather, be open-handed and freely lend them whatever they need. Verse 10 and 11 then goes on to say, Give generously to them, and do so without a grudging heart. Then, because of this, the Lord your God will bless you in all your work and in everything you put your hand to. There will always be poor in the land. Therefore I command you to be open-handed towards your fellow Israelites, who are poor and needy in your land. It struck me while reading these verses that for many of us, the poor and needy are those around us who cannot, or at least struggle, to afford the basic items they need each day to survive. For example, food electricity, housing, clothing, and so on and so forth. And to be fair, it is these very people that our passage is referring to. Yet I can't help but ask myself, are these the only people who are poor? Would I refer myself as being poor and needy? Would you? Maybe when it comes to finances or material things, or even when it comes to love or our relationships and friendships, we may feel incredibly rich and on the contrary feel blessed by all the things and people that God has given us. As a result, it may not even enter our heads to place ourselves into this category. 
But if we're entirely honest, we can all be poor in different ways and at different times of our lives. When you look up the word poor, there are many different definitions that you can find. The first being the most obvious, lacking sufficient money to live at a standard considered comfortable or normal in a society. And I suppose this is how we most commonly use this word. However, there are also other definitions, such as of low or inferior standard or quality, or of a person deserving pity or sympathy. Yet the definition that really stuck out for me, and the one which I'd like to, us to particularly focus on, is as followed. To be poor is to be deficient or lacking in something. I'm not sure about you, but certainly for me, the past few months has made me become acutely more aware of this. For the past five months or so, what we have known to be normal has been completely turned upside down. Our routines, our work life, our home life, our church life, our social lives, all have been massively disrupted and disturbed. Everything we knew is no longer familiar, and instead we live in a constant state of the unknown, the chaotic, and uncertainty. Some may find this time exhilarating, or at least they may have done at the start, but we are now nearly six months in and things are just as uncertain as they were at the beginning. Yes, some things may have restarted, but they are by far not what they were or what they use or what we are used to, or even resemble anything that we would call normal. Even this week, the goalposts have changed after the government announcement once again, and it feels like the floor is moving beneath our feet. Some who felt that they were rich before may have taken a, ma a massive financial hit in the past few months. Some who felt that they had everything they needed to survive may be feeling the burden of recent times. Some who had an array of family and friends may now be feeling the massive loss of not being able to see or socialise or even touch those they love most. When it comes to our spiritual lives, this is no different. I'm sure we have all felt the strain over the last few months of not being able to physically meet to receive the love, support and fellowship of our church family. And for some, the fast from receiving God in physical worship or in the Eucharist may have taken its toll in ways that we never imagined. Whether we have followed Jesus for years or only a matter of days or weeks, none of us can truly fathom the love that God has for each and every one of us. As humans, we simply fall short, and none of us can fully know what and how much God can do for us. In fact, we are told in our Bible that he can do immeasurably more than we can ask or imagine. Therefore, we are all poor, when it comes to the understanding the one who is the creator of the universe and the source of all life. In Matthew chapter 5 verse 3, Jesus says, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. If you put the word humble in place of the word poor, we only just begin to understand what Jesus meant when he said this. We must be humble in our spirits. In other words, when we come to God, we must realise our own sin and our spiritual emptiness and poverty. We must not be self-satisfied or proud in our hearts, thinking that we don't really need God. 
Pride can take all kinds of forms, but the worst, it is said, is spiritual pride. Often the richer we are in things, the poorer we are in our hearts. Most of us like to be self-reliant and self-efficient. None of us really like to admit that we are poor or needy, or that we somehow are lacking in something that we need to survive or thrive. For some of us, it's easier to help those others who are in need, or who are in our eyes poor, without actually examining ourselves and our own hearts, and facing our own poverty, whatever that may look like. Yet, blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. So I suppose the challenge for us all today is to lay down our own pride, to acknowledge and accept our own poverty and neediness, and turn to God in humility and faith, knowing that he can do immeasurably more than we can ask or even imagine. I believe it is only once we have done this, we can freely and generously give, in the way that Deuteronomy talks about, with open hands to those who are poor and needy in our land. Amen. So together with all disciples in this diocese of Liverpool and across the world, as the Lord commanded us and on behalf of all our neighbours who do not know how to pray, we are bold to say, Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done, on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins, as we forgive those who sin against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power and the glory are yours, now and forever. Amen. So may the Lord bless you and keep you this day and for evermore. Amen.